everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Desk, or Reading Corner, or something else together. I am not quite sure what I'm going to do with this one. This is either going to be an early Patreon release, and then something else, just because I think this is an interesting and important discussion, which sort of goes beyond the usual boundaries of what I do, in terms of either the left, not the left page, but, well, in terms of the format, yes but beyond the writer's desk and the reading corner because what i want to talk about today is about the concept the idea theory and the practice of the death of the author what that means and the the idea of ethics and how to do do those things together because well uh given lots of famous people authors and whatever are horrible and have been horrible people how do you deal with that? And uh, the the separation between oh the the art and the artist it's it's okay, but it's not sufficient to, to navigate it. That's why I'm putting it as I'm framing it as an ethical question. So we'll see how it goes. So first things first, let's talk about what is the death of the author, the concept. First, well, what is that by Holland Bath in the sixties, and if effectively what that means is, and it, it's. It's very polemic, it's a kind of... Oh, it's it's being controversial on purpose. But the point is interesting and important and incredibly influential. And it's a very short text, by the way, which is interesting. Uh, cool. But the... Effectively, the, the concept, the point is that in order to understand the text, to analyze... Well, take away analyze, uh, because the, these words are important. In order to interpret and to try and comprehend the text, the author is not important. Not the author, not... And that's the thing. Not the author, like, the actual, like, the, the fact that it's been written, or the narrator, not, not that thing, or what is understood as the author. But the author, the physical person. Like, the real person in the flesh, as, you know, this influential figure. Of course, those things connect and they're not really separated. And in other later texts, the author is... And the notion of an author is brought back, but more connected to the text in a way that is more interesting to interpreting it. Because what what Bath was doing, amongst other things, was making a stance against others which reduced textual interpretation to an element of biography. And to fully being explained, this notion that the text could be fully explained by the by the biography, by the the person, the personal aspects of the individual author, and I mean, in in, in interpretation, in in looking, in reading, in understanding, we can think about a million or many, many, many examples throughout history of different texts. They. They, they more than just outliving their authors, but they go to points that the original authors would never even think or consider, and that doesn't matter. That's not important. W- what's important, and that's part of the point that Barth is doing, is that it, it matters, or the point may or may not matter, when understanding the text. The text and what is actually written there is what must be the measure of any type of interpretation, comprehension, or understanding of the text or the fiction at hand. That's, that's the focus. The focus is on fiction, but it, it's, it brings interesting consequences when understanding other things at large. But I won't go into that here. 
because it's it's very it's incredibly complicated and it brings a lot of different consequences into what, what all we're doing and i took a class with my supervisor who gave it actually and that's why i am thinking about this and that's why i'm talking about this and you know we we spent hours on, on going over these concepts and i'm gonna go over this and other different points in a lot less time so be patient with me please and uh, by all means, if, if there's any doubts or any questions, feel free to message me on Twitter or on Patreon itself or whatever, and uh, I'll do my best to try and clear them up as much as I can. But effectively, on, on the point of the death of the author, is that the author as this, oh, the person in the flesh with their history, their biography, as an element that explains the text, as the text is being solved by this connection to the author and that's exactly what Barth is standing and fighting against and that it's all in the text it's all in its its composition in uh, and that's the, the the part of the metaphor in the fabric in the surface that that uh, and this the, the metaphor of the fabric is really recurrent and quite a, a beautiful one and it is of understanding this type of composition not in, under this frame of the author but into what the text is effectively doing. Of course, and my, my personal aspect, interpretation, and, and even Barth concedes kind of later that, yeah, you, you you do bring other elements like the, the, the actual lived person and the historical. Of course, those things conflate, but there's no sort of solving. There's no explanation that is necessarily given by what is happening in, in the, the person's life uh, the, that wrote that and the actual piece of fiction itself. It's a sort of separation. And therein lies the point about considering ethics, which I want to dive into in a moment. But, uh, so that's the that's the initial point, really. And what, so many of the consequences are the fact that, like, okay, you, you need to understand things in terms of what the text is doing and... and all these considerations and the i've mentioned this multiple times but to simply oh it's the context it's, it's a similar element to the author in this discussion the context will not explain fiction <laughs> fiction will attempt to explicate or explain itself and uh it, it won't because you can't <laughs> i uh it's it's not an easy thing and you know fiction is re-signified or re-explained so I think a great example of that of how text can be resignified is the very recent Beowulf translation by Maria Davana Headley. And uh, to give an example, because I, I had checked that actual text, uh, on the very start in the way that it sort of tries to get closer to more recent language and the like, it starts with bro. <laughs> and it, it, of course, there's, there's a lot of baggage and a lot of uh, interpretation and understanding into why that is the case. And in converting language and creating a very current and yet equally as dated text, uh, it's, it's interesting how a slang is something that is so deeply dated. But anyway, I, w I won't go into that now. But uh, you, you can tell in terms of like older translations, like no one says it. Um, but anyway, that's uh, it's it's, it's an interesting thing, and I think that it uh, it's an example of like okay how to reframe this text and, and rewrite this. And, well, amongst... The, setting that aside, one of the main things, and that's how Bath ends the text of the death of the author, 
is that with the death of the author, it can give birth to the reader. And then giving question and uh, better understanding and focus to the reader, ultimately what concludes the process of fiction. Like, it is written, it is, and then it is read. And in that reading, that comes its uh, most uh, prolific, more interesting forms in, in its interpretation, its analysis, its discussion, and so on and so on and so on. In this sort of rewriting under, under these other terms of interpretation, of analysis and other considerations on the text. So that's that's where we start. And that's what's at the basis for this, for more current and recent understandings, and the, this is a lot more widespread in terms, not necessarily even understood, uh, to the point where you can, well, sort of leave behind or, or set aside the author and not question it. But... Uh, yeah, that, that that carries problems, and uh, then there's the point about ethics. So, and, and that and then <laughs> now it becomes really difficult to consider and, and think about. And I'm going to make like a cat here, uh, not not in the edit, but in terms of the explanation. One, dive into the past, which is more complicated, and one to the present, which is equal complications but slightly easier. You, you'll see why. So. So when you look at a, a lot of past texts, and especially, you know, like famous figures and, and authors and philosophers and, and researchers and other things, and, you know, they they weren't good people, uh, most of them, even if they had interesting ideas, interesting fiction and all that. And the point then becomes, okay, how do you how do you think about them? They, they may be good at their craft, at their art or their performance, but how do you interact with this? And, you know, that there are many ways of doing that. Some of them are also incorporating, and I think then it's, it's quite uh, difficult to do, because you, you can't... If you try to reduce one thing or the other, then you, 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 be, you bring the author back, and then it's like, you're not dealing with the text anymore. And as most things go, you, you see these patterns, if they're, they're true, in fiction or not. Sometimes uh, a, a very awful author will write something that is not that's better than their own position was and that's good it's our benefit but yeah it's a it's an interesting phenomenon but that does happen and, and the inverse too because fiction is a very elaborate and curious thing but i won't go into the epistemology of it uh because I, no let's not this is already way too complicated on its own and i feel like i'm way out of my depth but I'm trying my best. <laughs> so please go easy on me. But there is a sort of distinction there. And, and one, yes, it, it's true. It, it's worth engaging that text. So there's a point then of like, how do you engage these texts if you do choose to engage them at all? And sometimes they're, they're quite good and they're, they're quite all right. But it, it becomes an issue and it becomes more problematic when you try and, oh, like, oh this text, which is a symbol of like, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm taking an example out of my head and I'll mention it in a second. It was like, oh, it's this brilliant feminist text of like this short story which is incredible and powerful and look at this thought and what it's been doing. And then it's like, oh, the, the author was, uh, amongst other things, actually defended slavery. Uh, and I am thinking about Charlotte Perkins Gilman of the Yellow Wallpaper fame. And how do you do those things? Like, the text may be something interesting, but like it's not 
being what you're wanting it to be or it's being in a very limited capacity and then you need to resignify the terms into what you're bringing so like okay if this is a type of feminism how then what how are you defining that how do you engaging that or are you like no this this isn't feminism this may be something akin to like oh bringing some rights but this isn't the movement or any idea of thought which we want to associate with and and even then you're you're bringing these two things together because i think even with the notion of the death of the author and, and ultimately that's kind of the, my point you can't escape the the author um and amongst various forms either the person themselves with their biography like it's difficult to separate it entirely like you can in a sort of temporary manner but not permanently because that that specter that shadow will follow so you need to engage those questions eventually and even if you you can separate them for a little while and that separation is helpful and important in order to not reduce neither one nor the other but you need to bring them two together because at the end of the day they they are such a thing they are together and they exist together in in the way that we understand uh fiction and authorship and all that so in that regards like okay then what is this how do you understand this text from this person given what the text is doing and given that person's life and you need to bring all those elements together and I'm now again I'm out of my depth with the example but I know the example has a common case about this so that's why I am bringing it up even if it's not uh, an author of a story or sort of even genre that I am terribly familiar with as a study or anything not at all but it is useful and interesting for the points I'm making I hope <sighs> so that's the, the thing about the past and like how do you engage with these legacies and these incredibly problematic legacies that like yeah you how do you and there is the point about the actual um, bringing back of the author that Barth himself did uh, later on uh, in his writings and in his uh, research and understanding of it that the author of that text the author as is almost like the author of a text is like a fiction created by that text that particular author and that it doesn't necessarily correspond to the real person the author a historical made of flesh person and there is that is an interesting distinction and it is helpful in understanding like oh what this text is doing and in a difference to what the person did or didn't do and if and helping bring that together but it's not it's not simple it's a lot harder to do i mean this this is a whole uh, theoretical discussion and into how do you engage and interpret and of course you you don't do you really don't do any of them in absolutes it's all in in difficult and, and separate steps and engaging and ultimately you're dealing with something that is sort of crumpled together and that is exists together and you sort of separate and try to create a an understanding by taking certain things apart and and unraveling certain aspects but ultimately they do exist together like charlotte perkins gilman wrote the the yellow wallpaper regardless of everything or despite of everything that is 
the case, and <laughs> you need to engage it as such, and not fully separate, because you can't. So that's one regard. And then uh, we go to the... And in terms of that ethical aspect, I feel like you need to acknowledge those aspects. It's like, okay, you're working with these elements or, or these aspects. I'm like, yeah, you're going to take into consideration the person in the flesh who wrote them, but you need to be to have a very clinical and critical eye to what the author did and didn't do or said or didn't say, even about the story or about themselves. And, and then you sort of put the, all of that in regards to what the text is doing. And, and I feel like that is the point that Barth made and one that, at least at the present moment, I find very persuasive and the one that I've been working with for quite a while, even in all my analysis. What is the text doing and what can we see via the text? What the text brings first? And then we set it together with these other elements and sort of this first place of the actual written fiction as the main place and into what or the main focus or the main catalyst over which we're doing any and every other reading or analysis so that's the one point the other point and again if this is a discussion about ethics that's one way i think of engaging with these ethics when thinking of someone who's dead and like, okay, this this is the person I'm talking about, and bringing these ideas and these considerations, like the her, therein are the limitations or the issues, whenever they're they're important or, or relevant to what we're talking about, and how these things come together or not, and being aware of them in the first place, of course, and that being something important when thinking about these things and analyzing, really. But from that regards. There comes one in the present, and the example is abundantly obvious at this point, which is Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, who is a horrible transformer and a genuinely awful human being. And yeah, that. So how do you deal then with these things? And, and we can think about um, very other examples, like in Hollywood, you know, and how do you deal with these, uh, with these products, really, or these elements? in this given their authors given these or even in terms of like larger companies and how do you engage with these different things and if there is a possible ethical engagement and i uh, first of all i just want to make this quick point and it's again an obvious point but there is no ethical consumption under capitalism like consumption will not be ethical but the engagement or the attempt to understand and interpret can be more or less ethical or attempted to and i think that attempt is important uh it's not going to be sufficient but it's it's a relevant step i think into how how do you approach that so one thing is well there's a very concrete element when the person's alive of the gains they make on that particular piece of media product or whatever and one is, is to be aware, it's like, okay, this is something that will actively benefit these people or this person and effectively endorsing a part of their work. And even if the work is good, it's decent, it's like, what stance do you want to take in regards to that? And of course, that is not an easy point in terms of how do you engage with that, but... I think the thing is, and, and the point I, I want to make is that 
the engagement with like fiction or media or a particular product or cultural object, whatever the the author's positions or the production companies or the publisher's positions, whatever they may be, the necessary engagement with that doesn't necessarily imply uh, an ethical or an ethical position. Like I think I, I'm going to make this like to not study Harry Potter or to not read, to recommend to not read Harry Potter are different things. And it's like, uh, it's it's relevant to study and, and understand like a very widespread cultural object and how it was read and that element and how it was received, how it was popular and all those kinds of things. And even to understand a lot, of, a lot, a lot of his flaws. And I recommend, and I've recommended it before, but Sean's video on Harry Potter, which is wonderful. And it is just a great, uh, great video, basically explaining a lot of the internal issues to Harry Potter and how they become even more complicated and, and weirdly entangled into how Rowling rewrote things or attempted to correct them later and just, how it's fucking, fucking awful. But there is a direct engagement with what the text is doing and the text is really, really shit quite a lot of the time. And that can only be approached by the actual reading and what the text is actually doing and then making these positions. So that is important. And I feel like that should not be because the author is problematic or because the author is a horrible person that does not necessarily exclude the possibility of engagement with that. And of course, of course, because again, I am a white person and I'm fairly privileged. So that, that, then I am, I'm doing an MA. So like that, that comes into question. So I'm speaking from a position of privilege. And of course that all the, these, like why is such proeminence given to a lot of, awful people and a lot of awful figures past and present and that needs to put into question and into what should be read and that goes into the point to oh not read harry potter read something else that is more interesting that is more diverse that is actually by people who engage in other issues and by more diverse authors especially as such and they don't fall into awful stereotyping and uh, endorse the type of slavery. It's really weird. Harry Potter is so awful a lot of the time. Weirdly so. Anyway, and and that's one thing. And into oh, what should be read and what is more important to be read, and into what these positions of power should be. But th that's I think it's a separate thing from like oh, and questioning these established obligatory readings and what they imply and that it is mostly a lot of white men, well, to question that is really fundamental aspect, and I think that's really important, but that does not imply necessarily that, oh, these things should never be read, or they shouldn't be read at all, and I feel like that is a very extreme position that's like, well, but they can be productive, even if from the negative, and even if engaging with, well, why are they awful, what are they doing, a lot of the times in spite of what their authors are defending or doing, and even producing readings via the fiction itself that actively oppose what the actual physical person, the author, is defending. And that that happens, which is uh, really cool. And that can only be actually discovered or created via the reading. And I think that is sort of the... I mean, this is... Uh, 
A meeting, A understanding of it, and how I try to navigate this issue and in its various dimensions. One is this aspect of like conception and like avoiding this conception in terms of this direct financial aspect or you know the, the consumer as a consumer and as consuming under capitalism. The other is in terms of like oh in these structures of power into like oh in school and high school and middle school what should be what should be read what should be read to children what should be read to teenagers or what we should encourage to be read in a widespread fashion and this uh, and this this other point of like oh of studying and interpreting and reading and even something that is awful doesn't necessarily preclude it from like oh people should never read this like yeah, people I think people shouldn't read Harry Potter because it's shit and because it's uh, it's really shit a lot of the time, and because there are a lot of more interesting stuff out there. But that Harry Potter shouldn't be read at all because J.K. Rowling is a transphobe and an awful person is not necessarily the only argument because you you can read that and try to read those things against themselves and against the author herself. So. I think that is, and I mean, you can disagree with me, of course, but I think that, like, even with all these texts by by prevailing structures of power, you can get these things as, like, okay, how do we turn them against themselves? How do you use that on against established power? And it, I, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But I think it's another possible interesting dimension of using the colonizers' weapons and tools against them. And I think, like, yes, these cultural objects which are riddled with problems are written by these awful human beings and awful people, but they can, they can still be interesting tools or interesting works, and they can help us with engage with a variety of things, even as negative examples. And to sort of push away this aspect, like, oh, then they should be read and should aren't worth analyzing, aren't worth, etc., etc. I feel like that is leaving a, a, an important gap that, like, no, but even that should be engaged with. Even that, even that which is awful, even that which is by awful people should be engaged with, and exactly for those reasons as well, like doubling down. I think, and ultimately, that my point is leave nothing behind, and of course, that is the. The expressions of a, uh, or at times, megalomaniac human being, because uh, I have those kind of ideas sometimes. But it's also the regards that like leave nothing, like <laughs> to bring it to bear, the ruthless criticism of all that exists, and even of though that which is terrible, of that which is awful, and yes, sometimes that does include Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Uh, even if it is awful, even if it is shit, but precisely for those reasons too. More radical terms, leave nothing to the enemy, leave nothing to fascism, leave nothing to the right, but take everything, even that which is against us, even that which is not for us, uh, make it ours. And in a way, getting like such a, a traditional text, and I'm not sure of the entire example of Beowulf, but taking that text is like, okay, how can I think it, it, it in terms of language and something as powerful as language today is an explosion of that. And I think a really interesting one. And yeah, I, I feel like to leave nothing or attempt to 
leave nothing in that regards to fashion, to the right, to conservatives is an important point, politically speaking as well. And I think it's not it's not unethical to engage with them, to, to try to deal with them. But it's especially for those reasons, because they're awfuls, they're, they're awfuls? <laughs> their authors were awful people because they, they espouse and attempts internally beyond just the external horrible views and horrible ideas and because it's important to understand it's impossible to understand and it's important to criticize so yeah and I'm not saying like oh you, you should do it or people should do it but I think the, the work must be done the, the, that type of work can't be closed off I don't think that work can should be classified as like oh this is wrong this is unethical no no I, I think that's that's a really big problem because then you're conflating a type of engagement with the work because of these positions or because of the individual person, the author. And it's a, a weird implication in terms of the the death of the author or, or this author is like, oh, because the author is so negative, then the, the, the work needs to die too. And in the regard, it's also a point of like, even these classical texts, which which hold awful authors and contain lots of problematic issues inside of them, but they need to be read and they need to be engaged in order to be opposed as such, especially because of that. And I feel like you can't really espouse those positions against the works by not reading them. Even to criticize and oppose them, they, they need to be engaged with. And that isn't always easy, that isn't always simple, uh, but it's, uh, and, and I'm speaking this not in an individual level, but as a whole, uh, in, in terms of thinking this and in terms of consideration, interpreting that it's not to leave behind, I suppose. And it's not to leave, create obstacles to that possibility of engagement and interpretation. And and then the ultimate line of like, yeah, but, but in, in current practice today, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pay to... To, to buy any, uh, uh, I, I don't care, frankly, but I'm not going to buy the, the Harry Potter video game or I, I don't care about watching the Harry Potter movies and I don't want to pay to watch them or even if I'd watch them at all. And I, I think like that, that is where you can try and be ethical of like, yeah, it's one is this point of consumption and in the possibility of engagement is to not not forget about these points. And even as in terms of readers and how those things contaminate each other and like you can't really escape uh, one or the other. Like you can, you, it's very difficult to read Harry Potter outside of that light of, well, J.K. Rowling's a transphobe and it's like, oh, these stereotyping and these issues here. And the text tells that, but it's also close to the author. And, and like, ultimately, none of these are easy questions to answer. And I'm offering a few, trying to offer an interpretation on how to engage with all that. But none of them are really definitive or easy. But my point, I suppose, is that even when doing all this work and engaging with all of it, you can have an engagement with it. The engagement with the actual object itself isn't necessarily ethical or unethical. I think it's necessary, ultimately. But the consumption can be, or, or to avoid that consumption, can be a more ethical alternative. 
because at the end of the day, we are still dealing with people, the, the authors, these authors in the flesh. They're still human beings, dead or alive. And to engage, like, well, this is what they did, this is what they espoused. And when doing these interpretations, it's still important to take into considerations of, like, well, the text does all this, and this is what the person also did. And here's where there's conflict, or where this isn't, or where they, they converge or not, and, and all of it. So, to wrap up this point, it's... <laughs> the death of the author can still remain, and you can still have a question about ethics. And I feel like you need to, because of how do you engage with the point of power, and where, does the, where are these books being read, and where are these books existing in terms of institutions, and in terms of power, and where they're being valued or not. And I think there you can have a really important and necessary ethical discussion, because you're thinking in terms of canon, and you're thinking of these, oh, these are the books to be read. And I feel like you can make that separation even if it is quite tricky. So yeah, I will wrap it up here, I suppose, because otherwise I'm just going to carry on rambling and I feel like I've rambled enough and it's already been sufficiently chaotic and incoherent and I'm not looking forward to editing it, but it's going to be fine, <laughs> I hope. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this made sense. I think that's my main concern because I'm mostly trying to test out this notion of how I'm thinking ethics and fiction and writing well i'm not even thinking writing yet holy crap uh that's that's another can of worms which i'm not gonna think about now but just in terms of reading and interpreting and analyzing and understanding and studying and researching and engaging in consumer society how do you do all those things and i think that is a discussion to be had and especially when you're going deeper in terms of places of power and the canon, that is a discussion that needs to be had. And the types of, well, when you're thinking about education, what are the examples uh, that you want to give and that you want to offer? Uh, do you really want to offer this book by this transphobe when there's so much other better stuff out there which also isn't engaging in stereotypes and being anti-Semitic and pro-slavery? Uh, you know? So, Yeah. Yeah, I think like there's it's it's a relevant and fundamental discussion to be had, even if it's not at all a simple one. So yeah, hopefully this was interesting, this made sense, and uh, somewhat coherent. So yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Hopefully enjoyed whatever this bonus and open content this is. And yeah, I'm Frank, and this has been the left page. Thank you so much for listening and to the next one.